Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Tuesday, June 6th, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results bryce today is one of those days that is just as a history buff you got you got to tip your cap man today's yeah, a somber day man yeah yeah it's it's one it's one of those days that like it, i always follow the tiktoks that have like pictures of the beaches and stuff from d-day um like then and now pictures and it's it's crazy man it's um yeah it's definitely a somber day to remember today d-day i mean it's i guess it's somber but at the same time i mean i know there's a ton of people that died and and we're not we're not taking that away but today was a day where we kicked some ass (laughs) and it was it was really awesome and the plan worked to perfection. We tricked Hitler into thinking we were landing on one beach when we actually had nobody at all <laughs> landing on that beach. <laughs> uh, if anybody doesn't know the story, like the details and everything behind D-Day, it's it was insanely intricate. Um, and, and the Allies' plan worked to absolute perfection in tricking Hitler. Hitler moved like something like 70% of his force that was in France to a beach that uh, American, Australian, and English... Uh, troopers had sort of been spoofing on uh, and Hitler thought they were going to attack there and that beach was completely desolate come D-Day and all of our other troops were down south <laughs> it was pretty amazing yeah there was it's it was insane um, and if you want to see probably one of the most intense um, versions of D-Day watch the beginning of Saving Private Ryan a million percent a million percent. I remember that movie. When that movie came out, they had World War II veterans that went and saw it, uh, and a lot of them had to leave after that scene because they were. They said it was so realistic. They said that was almost a spitting image of how it was over there on D-Day. Spielberg and um, Tom Hanks just did a ridiculous job on that. On that, so um, check that out. Uh, we we are officially fifty eight days away from the NFL. 59 days away from high school football and 81 days. We are Terrell Owens days away from college football. Under two weeks, or excuse me, under two months uh, for NFL and high school football. I'm getting getting pretty excited, man. Towards the end of next month, I believe, mandatory mini camps will start for all the NFL teams. Yep. Getting there, man. We are getting there, and I'm, yep. I'm pumped. Close. This week, uh, this week we get football workouts. They're already starting. I've already been texting a couple of coaches, so... Yeah, so it started yesterday, right? That was the first day they could uh, they could go yep. practice. Yep. Yep. That's that's crazy. I don't I don't ever remember there being a what they have is a dead week. I don't remember that ever being a thing when I was in high school. I feel like we practiced year round. Oh uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, no, there is no dead week. Get get out there. Get out there and get practice. Yeah. And then we realized how many injuries that we accrued, and they're like, uh, maybe we should just uh, have this little bit of time. We weren't allowed to get injured. That was against the rules. <laughs> Braves begin a big series tonight uh, against those fighting Metropolitans. And um, I'm pretty pumped about this, man. Um, it's going to be a fun, fun series against the Mets. They are officially, what, five and a half games back right now? Technically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Braves did did just send back Michael Soroka. Um, you, you kind of saw the writing on the wall after his his outing. Man, I'll be honest with you. I was pretty surprised by that. Why call him up for two starts? I mean, the plan was to give him enough time to sort of become acclimated to the big leagues and again and, and see if he could be a, a future starter in the Braves lineup. It, why give him two starts? Why call him up at all if you're only going to give him two starts? Well, I think... Having an eight ERA in the two starts doesn't help. You know what I mean? I I guess I don't know, man. I think that was a very short-sighted move by the Braves. They, I think they wanted to protect his it, his not his ego, but they wanted to protect his his mentality. Uh, they're gonna oh him, God, that's, that's, they're gonna send him back down, let him get a little bit more confidence back, and then and get him back up here. I mean, it's gonna. It's not like here's the thing like it's not like it's hugely needed right now um you know we're still we're still winning ball games we're still we still have a lead in the in in the east so let's just keep going yeah i just i just didn't i didn't expect it honestly i i know he struggled in the first two starts but it wasn't it wasn't movement it wasn't spin it wasn't velo that he was construct it was struggling with it was just location yeah. and I feel like the more he is up pitching against MLB players, the better he can work on that location. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I just thought I thought we'd give him between between like five and eight starts, and if we if we gave him between five and eight starts, and he still had an eight ERA, then I completely understand it. I, I just I thought they I thought I just thought they pulled him a little too quickly. Okay. What are your thoughts about the Mets? Uh, there. I mean. I, I don't think they're as good as a lot of people thought they were. They're not even second in the East right now. They're um, they're third in the East, but that's because they've had a lot of injuries to that starting rotation early on in the season. Uh, I think they're on a bit of a bit of a better role here. Who do we know who the uh, probable starters are going to be yet for this series? Or are we going to see their uh, their two aces this, this uh, week? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Hang on. Yeah, it looks like we're getting Scherzer and Verlander on Wednesday and Thursday. So we, we, uh, tonight we get. Bryce Elder and Carrasco, that's going to be a great matchup. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to get Morton and Scherzer. And then Thursday, we're going to get Strider and Verlander. Oh, yes, please. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. That Thursday matchup is going to be juicy, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, but the Mets started off kind of rough just because of the injuries they had and the suspension to Scherzer and I all that. Care. They've gotten onto a bit of a better role, but <laughs> it's – honestly, honestly, I know Mets fans are disappointed because I have some buddies that are Mets fans. I know they are very disappointed that right now they are just sitting right at 500. But, you know, I rem I remind them, I said, look at the Braves last year. I said, you know, what's going on in June right now doesn't matter a ton if you can't close it out come August. So we, we got to, we have, I know this sounds dumb. We have to take all three of these games against the Mets. I don't want 
the kind of hangover that we had from the A series. I know we won the Diamondback series, but we won it by the skin of our teeth. I don't want to play this series like we did, especially against the A's and even the Diamondbacks. I want to go out there and take all three from these Mets, sweep them and send them back to New York with their tails between their legs, their heads down and feeling depressed about this season and the fact that they can never beat the Braves. Do you think if we lose a series that the Braves will reconsider taking the quick creek patches off? <laughs> Fortunately, I do not. I, I think your quick creek patches are on the Braves jerseys to stay. <laughs> worth a shot. Uh, I, I, we, we still don't have a winning record with the quick creek patches on our, on our jerseys. We nope. still have a losing record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the Braves also, I think they, they claimed Lucas Williams off of waivers uh, yesterday, yeah, an infielder, uh, middle infielder from the Dodgers. Yeah, and then who was the – we called up a kid the other day as well. Do you remember what that kid's name was? No, but he, it, he's a release it's pitcher. looking like there's a possibility that A.J. Smith-Chauver um, may end up getting a spot start this weekend. Uh, yeah, he's going to get the start um, Saturday, I think. Against the Nats. Yeah, I think Saturday he's going to get the start. And then I'm not sure who's going to start Friday. We might do a bullpen game on Friday. But yeah, Smith Shaver, I believe, is going to get that start on Saturday. Um, I mean, that's that's one of those reasons why I kind of sur- surprised they moved Soroka. Like, you could have Soroka go Friday and then Smith Shaver go Saturday and not have to have a bullpen game on Friday. And we've we've seen how those bullpen games have gone. Um, so, kind of kind of sucks. And to make room yesterday for the uh, uh, for Lucas Williams on the forty man roster, the Braves officially moved. Max Free to the 60-day injured list, which we know yeah, that was he's happen, not coming like, back until at least mid-July, at least. Yeah, the, they said All-Star break is when he should be coming back. Uh, after the All-Star break, they said Max Freed should be. Now, they said he's coming back after the All-Star break. I don't know if that means he's coming back to the MLB roster and pitching or if that means he's going to start a rehab stint uh, after, after the All-Star break. But, yeah, he's on today's day 29 on the injured list. So he only technically has 30 more days uh, to be on it. Now he's on the 60 man, but yeah, he's not coming back until after yeah. the all-star break. I think he's eligible to come off on July 5th is what Dave O'Brien said last night. Yeah. From the 60, but yeah. When's the all-star break? That's what's that? Like July 12th. Somewhere around somewhere there. Around it's there? always like the second week. Yeah. Yeah. They said the, yeah, they said second half or after, after the all-star break, but I didn't I didn't see any clarification on if that meant like his rehab starts are going to start after the All-Star break. That's what I would assume. I, no, um, I would think I, I would assume, assume that, that he, he's eligible. You can pitch in the minor leagues even when you're not eligible to come off. So right. I would assume that he, he's like he's already started uh, throwing on the field. So hopefully we'll be able to get him back and in, in, into a rehab start and ready to go in the majors by the time the all-star break is over july 11th july 11th is when when the all-star break is speaking of injured pitchers i probably should have thrown this on another cup of coffee but i this just popped in my head did you hear strasburg might be like completely done yeah, with baseball i did and did you also see that uh, jacob Degrom was moved to a 60-day dl as well yeah. no i didn't see that he hasn't he hasn't pitched since wow. like the end of april that Strasburg news was sad, man. That guy's, a, I know he doesn't pitch for us, but he's a good pitcher. And he's very, very talented. But the fact that he has 
that nerve damage that he might not ever be able to pitch again, man. That's that sucks, dude. That sucks. That sucks as, hard as for that kid. much as yes, and I agree with you. But as when I saw that, I was like, oh, oh, that sucks for him. That sucks. He's a dick. Um, <laughs> he is, man. He's he's a straight up dick, and it's just it's just one of those moments moments that that I, I was trying to be a good human but you know i couldn't all right we're going to continue our nfl series with the two other teams in the afc north and bryce will tell you about the pittsburgh steelers yeah so the pittsburgh steelers while the steelers failed to make the playoffs for the first time since 2019 last year they managed to win nine games keeping mike tomlin's lifetime streak above 500 intact and now that Kenny Pickett has a year of NFL experience under his belt, can the Steelers head back to the place, uh, the, the the promised land, the postseason next year, and upgrade uh, several positions? Might might render that solution. I mean, the Steelers might be in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be, but they do have some big major upgrades uh, at glaring weak spots that they had in 2022. Losing D tackle Chris Wormley and safety Terrell Edmonds. Uh, this offseason was a bit of a blow, but the Steelers did do a good job of reloading at the key areas, trading for wide receiver Allen Robinson, drafting offensive tackle Broderick Jones, and signing free agents Larry Ogunjobi and uh, cornerback Patrick Peterson. The O-line was the most upgraded unit for the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason, signing former Eagle Isaac Samuel, as well as re-signing guards James Daniel and center Mason Cole. On defense, Pittsburgh lost its best cornerback in Cam Sutton to the Lions in free agency, but they've added replacements through multiple avenues. Patrick Peterson and Chandon Sullivan came uh, on board as a free agent signing while replacements through multiple avenues. Um, the Steelers the Steelers have a legacy player now as well, Joey Porter Jr., who should be an immediate starter on his dad's old team. Uh, and don't forget, they also have, you know, TJ White on defense, Cam Hayward still there. So that defense, the Iron Curtain, should still be semi-intact for the Steelers this year going into the 2023 season. The line on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now for season wins is sitting at eight and a half. Ooh. And this is the hardest Ooh. team that I've looked at yet. Gun to head, I'm going to have to go under on that eight and a half line. I think they're going to be eight and nine. And I think Tomlin's going to earn his first ever losing season in the NFL. That is a fantastic it's line tough, right man. There. They've they have upgraded that that offensive line needed a lot of help, and the fact that they they upgraded like they did is going to be huge for them, especially for Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett needed <laughs> needed somebody to protect him. Um, bringing in Allen Robinson was huge. Um, putting Patrick Peterson, you know, he may have he, he's getting old, guys. Um, but you know, I don't. He is. I, th I still think his veteran presence, basically like what Calais Campbell is going to be on Atlanta's defense, he could still play. He may not be able to play it at his like prime position or his prime, you know, age. But I, I still think he could play and he could help out, help mold that younger defense into. Hey, this is how we do things. So. I think it was a good pickup. And he's not Patrick Peterson's not going to be their no. their number one cornerback. He's going to be two or three. But yeah, like you said, that veteran presence there to be able to talk to Alex Highsmith and and show him different things. And it'll be interesting. I mean, they still got Naj out there in the backfield. They still got Georgie Pickens and and uh, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, they're uh, you know tied in a wide receiver. Deontay Johnson is still out there. They have some pieces that are in place out there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just. 
I don't think they have enough depth, and I don't think they have enough top end of roster talent. It's going to really center around Kenny Pickett, man. Can Kenny Pickett sling it? Can Kenny Pickett sling it enough to win them games when they need to win when they need him to win them games? And I don't think he's there yet, but I do think Kenny Pickett is going to be a very solid. Well, Bryce, NFL how about the Cleveland Browns? Because dear lord, you want to talk about the most dysfunctional um, team in NFL history? Oh. <laughs> I swear it gets worse every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the Cleveland Browns for sure. It's a year in and year out, man. I don't understand why they can't get out of this. Like, it's a it's a never ending circle for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns struggled through a tumultuous seven and ten season last year in 2022 amid self inflicted controversy after acquiring quarterback De- Deshaun Watson. Despite the team's inability to make a return to the playoffs, a strong offseason has put them in a position to compete in a very very deep AFC South division. The Browns enter the offseason needing reinforcements to the receiving core and the defensive tackle unit, and they filled those needs in the way of free agents defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson, wide receiver Elijah Moore, and wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, uh, as well as drafting wide receiver Cedric Tillman and defensive tackle Siaki Iki. Uh, I think when I when Iki from, I think he was from Auburn. I think he was a SEC guy. Uh, there's even more optim. There's only there's even more reason for optimism for the Browns entering the 2023 season with Watson back on the field uh, and massaging out more of the wrinkles that played his team plagued his team last year. There's a sense of continuity and stability that the team lacked last year. Watson told reporters that magical things will happen this season, and he hosted a hands-on session with his teammates in Houston this offseason. Uh, the defense should be expected to have a big jump this year. Hiring defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz brings a more focused identity to the unit uh, that was sort of unpredictable under its former coats. Schwartz will love having Miles Garrett, but the rest of the unit is what will determine the team's upside. For me, the Browns sit somewhere around 10 wins. It's very possible that the Ravens could be battling for the final playoff spot with the Browns in the AFC come the end of the year. I think 9 to 10 wins is that perfect little spot for the Browns, and it's going to heavily rely See, on the I'm, play of Deshaun I'm Watson. completely opposite of you. You know how you were saying that the Pittsburgh was eight and a half, and they were, you're thinking eight and nine? I think Pittsburgh's going to be in a better position at the end of the year than Cleveland is. It wouldn't surprise me, man. I think Cleveland has more talent on their roster, but but Pittsburgh is just such a more stable and organization. Honestly, Mike Tomlin is. knows how to freaking win. And until you can prove that you Bingo. you know how to win in Cleveland, which I can't remember the last time somebody has proven that. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to take a shot at Cleveland fans. It's just it's just the truth. Until I can, they can prove that they can win consistently like Mike Tomlin has because dear Lord, Mike Tomlin's been in the NFL at Pittsburgh since what? 2000 mid 2000s. Like uh, man, I don't even know. Hold on. Let me look that up because it has been a long time. Uh, when did he go to Pittsburgh? It is. I yeah. feel like it's been forever. I feel like he's been 2007. Yeah. He's been there that's, since that's a long time. That's it, that has to be one of the longest tenured NFL spots. And not a single season he's had a losing record since 07. He's been the head coach in Pittsburgh Steelers since 07. He's and not he's a single season a, has he had a losing record. He has a championship. It's 
I mean, I, I trust him a lot more than yep. I trust Cleveland in general. So I, I will. Helen, I'll be honest with you. I don't know who the head coach is in Cleveland. They 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 switch it around so much now. I, I don't even know who the Cleveland head coach is, to be completely honest that with you. That doesn't surprise me either. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's oh, it's still Kevin Kevin Stefanski. For some reason, I thought they fired him. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I, I completely understand. I think Cleveland has more talent on their roster than Pittsburgh does. But like you said, like it's it's all about leadership and it's all about continuity. And, and the Steelers have that. I mean, you, you look at the Browns; they have Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku. I mean, they have some top end talent on that offensive roster. No doubt. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's weird, just, man. Like I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. Like the, the talent is there. There's there's zero zero doubt about that. But the I just don't know. Like I know Nick Chubb knows how to win because he did it at Georgia, you know. But it's let's let's see if he can prove right. that he can win and and show what winning is like in the NFL. Know what I mean? Yep. I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night, Billy, in the battle for Wario. I went to sleep. I, I tried to I tried to watch this game. Um, it was over. It was, yeah, over it was early. kind of boring because the Golden Knights. Yeah. Yeah. The Golden Knights completely ran away with it. I think I went to bed when it was four to nothing. Um, uh, Panthers fall to the Golden Knights seven to two. Las Vegas leads the series two to nothing. Can the can the Florida Panthers muster a little bit of attack here in the it's final couple games, hopefully. It's on a, a lot of different things. Right now, it just seems like Vegas is a little bit more physical and a little bit quicker. Their passes have been crisp and absolutely perfect. Like, their set plays for um, their power plays have been ridiculously strong and, and honestly perfect. Um, so that's that's what has really set it across aside a set of the part right now from what florida's done florida here's the thing man you know how we've talked about in baseball like people like michael harris going through a slump right now but he's starting to hit the ball square and it's going right, right. at a person and we've you always say well if he's hitting the ball square eventually it's gonna fall right that's what I feel right, is coming right, yep. with Florida. Florida has is doing all the right things. They're making all the right plays. They're just getting bad bounces. And it's bouncing off the ice poorly. Or they are it's bouncing off of the post. Or, you know, it's it's just sub they're getting bad bounces right now. And I, I swear once those bounces turn into the puck hitting the back of the net, it's gonna be different. Um, but it's just got to – it may turn around in Florida. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I know Florida is a very, very talented team. They are quick. They, I mean, the physicality in this series has been ridiculous, and it's been so much fun to watch. Um, there was a hit last night on Eichel that was just – it was a perfect hit. There was nothing wrong with it, in my opinion, but people are going to complain about it. Um, you'll have to watch it. But – he was just skating, but he he had his head down, and uh, Kachuk just kind of bowled him over. Didn't even lower his shoulder. Didn't do anything. Just kind of skated into him, and just was he ran into a wall essentially. And 
I mean, that's basically what it looked like. So um, <laughs> it was it was a good hit, but it the physicality in this uh, this series has been through the roof, and I, I love it because that's that's exactly what you want to see in in a Stanley Cup final. Friday. All right, we'll be watching. When's the next game? Thursday, probably. Yeah. I think Holy it, crap! I, well, maybe serious? it may be Thursday. Game three Jeez, is Thursday, dude, and then game four Saturday. That's right. These these NBA these NBA and NHL finals need to get like under control. It's, I complain the, the about amount of days off on, they get uh, is absurd. Game it's, misconduct. It's kind of nuts. I was like, this um, is ridiculous. This, I mean, let's you you go yeah, the entire first dumb, three series or first three you know rounds of the playoffs by playing every other game or every other day. And then you're going to throw in um, days off. I said, yeah, A, that ruins continuity. B, it's going to mess with some players who like are so used to it by now. Now that you're going to have an extra day of rest, which could mess with them that way, because, you know, if you try to get healthier or if you if you if your body kind of settles down and doesn't isn't used to the grind of that. It could mess with you, so I, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm old. I, I forget, I forget it's going on because I'm not constantly pouring over ESPN. I forget sometimes it's going on. Like when they have these off days that are so, I mean, the the games are so far yeah, apart, so many off days in between. I forget the games even even going on. I forget we're in the middle of an NBA NBA championship and a, yeah, a battle for Lord out just because, I, like, oh, it's frustrating. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. So they play one game and take a week and a half off. Play another game, week and a half off. It's frustrating. It's the same. It's the same deal. It's the same deal. Uh, in the NL East yesterday, Tigers fall to Phillies eight to three, and Royals fall to the Marlins nine to six. On the Smiths floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight in the NL East: Tigers at Phillies at six forty, Royals at Marlins at six forty, and the D-backs are at the Nationals. At 7.05. And then it's softball. We have a little uh, softball thing going on out at University of West Georgia. Uh, today starts about 10 a.m. The best Georgia high school softball players will be competing in a doubleheader. They will have a home run derby and they will have a fielding skills challenge all out at the University softball field at West Georgia starting at 10 a.m. this morning. And uh, our great partners, Incredible Pulp and Lemonade, will be out there slanging nades. So get out there, yeah, no watch doubt. some world-class softball players, and get you and, some lemonade you know, it's today. Good, it's good for the softball players. Where you, and you want to talk about, you know, yeah. we, we're counting down Bundle the days until um, high school football is back. High school softball is back before then, which is even better. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting better, man. We're getting close. Mm-hmm. Um. Were we thinking back on the Smith Four Coming Games events calendar? The Marlins are at the are, are hosting the Royals. Are are we up four on them now? Officially, uh, we're up four in the long oh, okay. column, but three okay. because they've played two less games. Yeah, yeah, four in the loss column, but three games back. It's it'll all, right. all work itself right. out. Four in the loss you need column. Another cup column. That's all you really need to know. Another company by Realtor Strong yes, with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The NFL is probing Colts Isaiah Rogers for possible betting. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, he's bet on a lot of a lot of games. Apparently, um, I think they said over 500 games that he's bet on is the number they're they're guesstimating, including games um, uh, that he participated in. So yeah, they're 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 investigating him. Uh, they said we are aware. Or, or Rogers said we are aware of the NFL's investigation and will have no further comment at this time. Um, said Rogers. I think they said it was close to approximately 100 bets excuse me approximately 100 bets were placed in the account over an undisclosed amount of time including uh bets on colts games uh most of the bets were in the range of 25 to 50 dollars although there were at least one low See, four here's figure the problem bet. With this in my opinion bryce i know it's going down a dangerous path here you know with, with this but if the nfl is going to have a partner like they do in betting, then you you have to allow it. In in my opinion, yeah. Oh, come on. No, absolutely not. No, yeah. it's the same as insider trading in the business world. You can't well, allow not stuff official. like that. It's not, not official because he's like using a different account. You can't allow stuff like that. It's the same situation. <laughs> What's not official? <laughs> yeah, that's even shadier. That's yeah, the even shadier better. part is that he's not even <laughs> using his account. He's using a burner account. No, it, it's the same. It's the same as insider trading in the business world. You can't allow stuff like that. It's it just it opens Pandora's box. You know, if I I, tr- I trust me. I'm all for people. Uh, you know, a player betting on his team to win. I'm all for that, a thousand percent. But I mean, these players have different insights. Uh, into into players and what they're going to run and how they're going to do it and stuff. And I think the players could probably make a lot of money on some of these prop bets that they're into these meetings and know a bit more intimately the goings-ons of teams and everything, the systems and schemes they're going to run. Uh, you can't have it, can't do it. Needs to be needs to be outlawed and punished by it. Um, Bettings double know, in it, the it ninth sucks, since Oklahoma passed Stanford and into the world the women's college World Series final. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like every time I hear about Oklahoma yeah, softball this year, it's uh, them winning they again. They're facing like sixty uh, and two or something insane. I believe. Good lord. Fifty nine and one. Fifty nine and one insane. is Oklahoma's record, and they have fifty one consecutive wins. Yeah, but uh, I think it's Oklahoma versus That's Florida nuts, State. Man. That's crazy. Which is um, Callie Barron, Coach Callie Barron's uh, alma mater. Okay. She wanted. She wanted a. Um, World Series with Florida State when she was down there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the Bills break ground on a oh, new $1.54 billion stadium. Yeah, Woo-hoo, buddy. I think it's going to be massive. The renderings of it look really cool, man. I think that's going to be a really pretty stadium up there in Buffalo. Not going to be indoors from what I understand early on drawings. Not indoors, but it will have like I think like an overhang for the state, like the seating stuff, um, but the field will not have a, a roof over it. And I think they're going to be some like a heated, heated jet dryers or something. They're going to keep the fans warm, but somehow would still have the players need to have some being kind of played in the elements, the which turf. I think is a really neat idea. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have that to get this playing surface ready. Um, they have that in Buffalo now, but once the, once the game starts from what I understand, they shut all that stuff off and Victor uh, let the, let the ice and the snow the and day after pile his up. 
his PGA Tour victory. Maybe not. I don't know. For a buddy of his. This is cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Yeah. He so his uh his buddy was competing um the uh the Open the the U.S. Open qualifiers are going on now, and yeah, the day after Victor Hovland won the Memorial. He's out there being a caddy for one of his buddies that's trying to qualify for the uh, the U.S. Open. That's uh, that's pretty amazing, man. That's that's really neat from a guy that you don't see in the media much. You know, Hovland's not one of those right. one of those guys that's kind of shoved in your face in the media constantly. So you know, you, you sort of don't know like what type of person. And then Hovland finally is today in 1944, this is awesome man. because so of cool. World War II, all Major League Baseball games canceled in honor of the D-Day landings in northern France. Yeah, that was a that was a weird time for baseball. They continued to play with uh, a lot a lot of like reserve players and stuff. I believe there was even a couple of one arm players that were playing in the MLB yeah. at this time, just because everybody. Got anything was else for us, buddy? Over serving in the armed forces. Nah, man, let's get out of here on a Tuesday and uh, continue with this week. Beautiful weather once again. I believe outside yeah. high eighties. Typical. And, you know, so it's I'm going to be small chance of rain. Going to be sweating. But for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake them! Shake your neighbor!